Hello, and thank you for downloading episode 76 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hey, you want to share this show with your friends? We made it easy for you. Just use the link bit.ly forward slash share WGT. It is that simple. And now, to make it even more simple, without any further ado, here's episode 76 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Fork or spoon? That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Bon appetit, everybody. Yes, enjoy this meal we have for you. Oh, and what a meal it is. But how? How are we going to eat this meal? Well, that's the question that Sandra Darty asked us, our friend. Well, Sandra Darty, uh, your question was, it was simple. It was three words. Mm-hmm. Spoon or fork? Yeah. And I feel like there's a very simple answer to this one, Hal. I know we said we were going to do a whole episode about this. Well, really, we can just, just we can just answer this and then just talk to each other if you want. Okay, but before we do that, I just want to before you hand down a judgment, I just want to take the spork off the table. Yeah, no, it's this is spoon or fork. Come on, let's not be, let's not be, you know, but KFC eaters about it. Some people are like that though. You you give them a binary choice, right? And then they they mm-hmm. feel like they have to get clever, like they're in an escape room. You and I are two of those people, by the way. Yeah, of course. That's why I'm saying game recognizes game. (laughs) (laughs) But I, like, I, that's not what we do here. We don't try to find a clever way out. We, we dig in our, our heels and roll our sleeves up and we get the job done. Yeah. I am digging my heels into a linoleum floor underneath a cafeteria floor right now. That's what I'm digging my heels into, sitting at, with my tray in front of me and my plastic fork and my plastic spoon. No, I'm kidding. I eat off China with real silver. <laughs> and I only use chopsticks. Are you, we could, we could add chopsticks to the list. We no, could, that wasn't the question. Yeah, that wasn't. See, again. I know. We're, we, we are trapped. those people. Have you ever done an escape room, by the way? Like, like, have I ever been forced to escape from a room that I didn't want to be in? No, not like were you like Arnold on different strokes and the guy fooled you into <laughs> thinking that you were going to watch the moon landing and then and then duct taped you to a bed. I mean, like, have you ever done one of those experiences where you pay money to solve a series of puzzles and escape a room filled with actors? Two things, Hal. One, no, I have not, but you and I both have done the LA Amazing Race, which was a lot of fun. True. And, um, sorry for buzz marketing, but if you want to do it, it's really fun. Um, also, is that a real episode of Different Strokes? Oh, yeah. I think it's is a that two-parter. The, is that the sexual assault episode? Um, I think it's similar. I don't think he's assaulted in it. Maybe he is. It's like. I mean, he's duct taped to a bed. Yes. But he's, he's like kidnapped there. And I think the guy, maybe that's the threat of what the guy was going to do. That part escapes my memory. I do remember that he uses the edge of a bookcase to cut through the tape and then escapes through the fire escape because it's oh. New York and there are fire escapes everywhere. Yeah. He's a smart kid. But like he really wanted to see that 
that spaceship. I think it was a shuttle launch. <laughs> like he wanted to I was see it say enough. the moon landing. Wait a minute. <laughs> well, he, what year do you think the moon uh, landing happened, Hal? Well, I don't think it happened at all. You see, uh, Stanley uh, Kubrick clearly directed. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, if you look at the flag, it is being held up by strings. Yeah. Is is <laughs> is there anything that you want to see so badly? Uh, even as a child, that you would have let a stranger just like go, like, "Hey, come up to my apartment. I seem trustworthy." Uh, I don't know. When I was a kid, I was a pretty trusting kid. I mean, it could have been as simple as, "Hey, do you want to see the thriller video?" I'd be like, "Yeah, sure. You got snacks?" <laughs> see, that's that child mark that I that I saw in that uh, Peros. Uh, what is it? Amigos <laughs> Peros Pepe? Is that the name yeah. of it? The, uh, the show was called Amigos. Amigos. I was, uh, I'm not going to say child star, mm-hmm. but I was the lead kid on a PBS children's show that taught Spanish in like 91. And, uh, the woman who was the lead on that show, Nellie Galan, went on to, uh, found, uh, HBO Latin or Latino, mm-hmm. uh, Spanish language HBO. And also, uh, then was the CEO, I believe, of Telemundo. So she did well for herself. May all people who learn Spanish from her do as well with the language as she did. And is she uh, is she of of Hispanic or Latino descent? She is. Yes, okay, I good. think she was also on the Celebrity Apprentice or The Apprentice. Really? And how oh, do you wow. say that in Spanish, Mark? Uh, el. Oh, <laughs> man. I, I'll never run Telemundo. <laughs> now but I that see- does put me one degree of separation away from Donald Trump. Oh, thank goodness. Brag that one out. Yeah, you've heard of him, right? Uh, just barely. I only know him from, uh, from The Apprentice without celebrities. Oh, yeah. Regular apprentice. Yeah. Sad businessmen Ugh, and women. The worst. <laughs> but anyway, in that, in that, how are you? Hold on. Hold on. Wait, we're not moving off no, of me. No, I'm just, just gonna, I'm just gonna keep, you know, there, there is a, you shared a clip that you, uh, you showed me a clip, which I then leaked out onto the internet. Where you're, yeah, you're saying you're real pal. <laughs> I am. I, this is what's best for you. When you're on Telemundo with your own show, you can thank me, but you're saying like, gracias. See, uh, see? see, you remember it's there. It's just like riding a bicicleto. Um, you, uh, come on, buddy. You're, you're helping you, cut. sir. I know Tim Kane. <laughs> That's true. You, uh, you. <laughs> You're helping cook uh, arroz con pollo, mm-hmm. and you say something. I think it's when you say bananas. You say platanos, and you hand them mm-hmm. to her, and you make this look with your face that is a, a, like a signature mark look. That is that idea of like, all right, I'll go with you into this dungeon. I really <laughs> want to see that thriller video. I heard he has cat eyes at the end. Oh, I uh, I thought that I looked kind of stoned in that picture. I mean, I was nine or eight. Yes. Um, but, you know, that was really I guess 91 s- signature face. Um, yeah, I think maybe 89, 88. It looks somewhere between 88 and 92. I got to guess it's, it's 88. Very, yeah. You you have an 80s look to you. Hey man, I still rock the 80s look. <laughs> I, my hair is currently feathered and I'm sitting in that Farrah Fawcett pose. <laughs> With your white bathing suit on? Yeah, one knee up. Hey, I couldn't tell, uh, as of this recording, you were, you had just done 
the Thrilly Adventure Hour show in Brooklyn. And I was looking at some pictures. Yes, from it. and we missed you. I and I missed you as well. I was in I was in Comic Con spreading the the word of we got this around, and I I noticed. Have you cut your hair? Yeah, I have. Okay, because I couldn't tell. It still looked long, and I saw it's much longer than it than it has ever been in my life, except when I was a kid. Are you just growing it out because you can right now? Because why not, right? Hey. I like growing my hair out. I grew it out for the play, and then I just left it long. Yeah, hey man, let's go watch that thriller video, and we'll grow our hair out. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna duct tape you to this bed. All right, whatever. Uh, you didn't answer my question, Hal. What were you asking? I'm sorry. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. You're, I'm gonna need more than that. I don't have this any is, childhood television shows. The the closest I got to have a discussion like that was when I went to Cinekid, which was a multimedia workshop for kids, and they were it was broadcast. <laughs> they had multimedia back then, like that was a word. <laughs> yeah. Were you making content? Yeah, you were learning how to make television, and then it would go out over the local uh, cable access. So once a year, there'd be a dance-a-thon, which I think was twelve hours. It was long, mm-hmm. whatever it was. And we would go and, and we would appear and I would get interviewed by the head of Syndicate. And I was like, this is it. This is where it all begins. <laughs> but also, oh, here's something. <laughs> that exciting. was where, that was where your career started. Yeah. At Syndicate. Yeah. And you make it, I mean, this guy, like, you're like, I met the, would you say president of Syndicate? Well, he wasn't even the pre, he was, it was Bob. Bob Bob Clark ran Cinekid, and he would do like you would see the kids dancing, and then they would cut away to the studio, and he'd be there, and he'd interview different kids who were there mm-hmm. just to say, "Hey, how are you doing?" And what you know, uh, what what classes are you taking, and what are you looking forward to the summer or winter, whenever we had it. Um, but it felt like, oh yeah, this is this must be what it's like to be on Carson. <laughs> <laughs> And it's such a well ingrained memory in your head that you don't even remember whether it happened in the summer or the winter in Philadelphia, where they are two different things. Nope, don't remember at all. But I Do you remember what you were wearing for it? Oh, uh That may let's help. See. A sweater. Let's see. Were you dancing in a sweater, Hal? Jeans. Sneakers. Of Let me guess, jeans and a thrilling adventure hour t shirt. <laughs> the thrilling adventure hour. Welcome to Nightmare Crossover shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it does not take you long to pack. Yeah, I just look like Josh Baskin at the end of Big. And I eventually <laughs> have grown into the clothes and I feel great. Hey. Uh, all right, let's talk about our topic for today. Okay. Um, I've been kind of just stalling and BSing with you because I really do feel like this is an easy one. I, it's rare that I say that. Um, fork or spoon, there's one very specific reason that I think one of these stands out over the other. And it is anything that you can eat with a fork, you can eat with your hands. That is not the case for a spoon. Okay. Spoons are necessary. Forks are a luxury. But maybe we should break it down further than that into criteria. Okay. What criteria would you like to look at? Well, I mean... I, I don't know if we can break it down into criteria because you make a you make a very valid point, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, there are certainly a lot of of foods that are spoon only, but but realistically, let's say, have you ever been to medieval times? Uh, I have not, but I've been to the Dixie Stampede, which is the Southern Civil War version of medieval times. Oh, great! So so while you were getting your leg sawed off and biting into a wooden rod. 
at <laughs> at medieval times. The reason why I bring that up specifically, and not not just because it's a dinner and a show, is mm-hmm. at medieval times, and they they make a joke about this in the Cable Guy. You don't get utensils, so they serve really? you everything. They serve you. You eat with your hands because the 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 idea is they're selling you on the experience of being in the medieval times. Can you bring your own fork and spoon? You cannot. What are you, some time-traveling wizard? Yeah. Uh, I'm there in a ball cap and fanny pack. <laughs> By the way, I wear a fanny pack when I go to the Dixie Stampede. I believe that. I believe everybody wears a fanny pack at the Dixie Stampede. Well, it's something to hold the treats for the Confederates. You throw them at them when they're like, oh, good boy. Who's a good rebel? <laughs> they're just miniature moon pies soaked in whiskey. <laughs> Little moonshine nibbles for them. Mm-hmm. So, but, but let's. I'll I meet I, you, brother, in moonshine nibbles. <laughs> I believe we're at the ancient Civil War battlegrounds, Banj. Um, oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Hal's culturally insensitive character. <laughs> they call me the Pander Bear. How dare you? <laughs> Just because he's a hobo doesn't mean he's less than. But at medieval times. Yes. You So you eat chicken with your hands, you eat bread with your hands. And chicken and bread, as you point out, those are fork foods, if any. I mean, bread I didn't point out hands. that chicken and bread are fork foods. You did that. But chicken. Like, you could eat chicken with fork and knife, or you could just right. pick it up and eat it and get every last succulent piece of chicken off the bone and into your mouth. Mm-hmm. They also bring you a bowl of soup. Mm-hmm. But they bring you no spoon. So what do you do? You drink you it up it. and slurp it. Exactly. Yeah. So, so in that case, the spoon doesn't necessarily like if ice cream is, is really solid, you could eat it with a fork. If it's really melted, look, you could drink it. If the queen had nuts, she'd be king. There's <laughs> a few, there's, uh, you can make all kinds of what ifs for this, but the bottom line is you're not going to eat soup with your hands. You could, in theory, Eat a salad with your hands. And in many cultures, they don't even use forks. No. You could eat macaroni and cheese with a spoon. Yes, that's true. You could also eat that with your hands, though. By the way, uh, we are not the first people to make <laughs> to, to have this uh, very important debate. I have to give a shout out to the research that I did online. Uh, debate.org had a pretty thorough examination of this uh, that all really just boiled down to that first point. Oh. That once I read that, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, well, then there's one winner. Well, I mean, look, with all due respect to debate.org, mm-hmm. which sounds like a website that was put up just moments before you got there. Right. We will decide for ourselves. We are not going to allow this website to dictate to us. That's true. There was also a a Canadian television show that also handled this debate. and um, And they also – it's like – I feel like there's one very e- – that's the one very easy sticking point is it's got to be the spoon. Okay. Was the show Degrassi Junior High? It was. And Drake with his little curls <laughs> is the one. <laughs> I just don't want people to think that uh, I haven't done any online research for this episode. I also, uh, I also found utensils from around the world. And guess what every culture has? A knife? A spoon. Oh, really? Yeah. Every culture has some sort of a spoon. Now, do you do you like the spoon? Sometimes when you get soup, particularly at a Chinese or Japanese restaurant, 
you'll mm-hmm. get the spoon where it almost looks like um like a terrine. So the handle itself is like a delivery method. You put some soup in and then you could tip the handle up to your mouth and let all the soup. You monster. But th- isn't that what it's for? I it's tunneled out. No, actually. I almost indignantly said, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I had to amend it to, I don't know, because you may be right. I found out that we all eat bananas the wrong way. Oh, because you're supposed to peel them at the bottom. Yeah, apparently. That's because that's what monkeys do. Exactly. But we have evolved past that. So, <laughs> no, use it like a regular spoon. Uh, I will say this. If I could use those kind of spoons for everything, I would eat cereal with that thing. I would do everything with that style of spoon. Yeah. Oh, I, that I one time as a prize in a box of cereal that I bought. And when I say mm-hmm. one time, I mean in the last 18 months. There was a <laughs> – in, inside it came – look, the best part of a, of cereal, especially sugar cereal, is when the cereal's all gone and you drink the milk, right? Uh. I, I'm on the fence about that. But, it's a little too sweet for me. Okay. It's too sweet, but you agree that the majority of people like to drink the milk. Well, that's a whole other episode, Hal. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> I'm just being contrary. I know you because are. I've been up for like, uh, 20 hours and I've been pounding coffee to record. <laughs> oh, this is perfect. So I'm, so I'm all wired and antsy. Oh, this is like primetime mark. This is a Migos oh, yeah. level of legendary performance we're getting out of you right now. Will you give me a quick Platanos? Platanos. <laughs> That's my boy. Um, I got a spoon in a box of cereal where uh-huh. it came in two parts. It came with the, sh- the shovel part of the spoon. And then mm-hmm. the handle was actually a straw. So the idea is once you're done, you, you can Ooh, put your that's spoon good. in the bowl and drink, right? I was right. so excited, Mark. To mm-hmm. get this. And I put it together and I had my first bowl of cereal and there was plenty of milk left over. And I went to take a sip and it didn't work. And and all of a sudden I thought everything in my life has been a letdown. And this <laughs> is just the rotten cherry on top of the rancid Sunday. It, oh, it was that epic of a of a fail. I just thought, like, what is life anymore? If the spoon that is a straw that gets dropped into my lap merely through the magic of a box of frosted flakes doesn't work, <laughs> then as a society, how are we going to survive? Uh, I'm hung up on the fact that a spoon came in two parts. They couldn't just make like one piece of molded plastic. I'm sure they could, but that way you can clean it. What? You, you can clean one like. I've cleaned and reused my little scoopy straw from Slurpees dozens of times. I just take it with me into the 7-Eleven. <laughs> you don't need to keep that. What, did you grow up during the Depression? Well, I grew up during my Depression. <laughs> and you can see that all play out on Amigos. <laughs> <laughs> and you can watch it on the DVD player. On the back of the front seats of the new Toyota Yaris. <laughs> Our first two episodes sponsor. Uh, but yeah, look, the, the engineering of things that come inside of cereal boxes is rarely any good. What, what is the best cereal box treat that you ever got? That, I was going to ask you the same thing. And I have to say as, as I have to say it's that spoon because I had so much. Oh no, you know what? 
Forget that. The best prize I ever got in a cereal box was when mm-hmm. the new Star Trek films came out. The, the original, mm-hmm. uh, the original of the new. So Star Trek in 2009, when that came out, I think right. it was Kellogg's. They had, by the way, I love that this happened in 2009. <laughs> What do you want from me? I, I, I have nothing uh, left to hide of who I am to this podcast. I audience. get you. I, ca- I can't even pretend like, well, I know this is a little weird. No, I got, no. I, I not only did I get this, this toy in the cereal, but I bought the cereal because I wanted the toy inside and that's being an adult. <laughs> but it was, um, the, the, the start uh, of the insignia and it, and it uh-huh. lit up. You pressed a button on the back and it lit up and there was one right. there's a yellow one for command and then the blue one for science medical and then the red one for engineering. I like that. What about you? That is a that is a, like a legit requiring batteries kind of yeah. prize in and a it, box. I think it had like some small battery inside it cuz it lit I didn't have to uh, uh, put a battery in as far as I could remember. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh I got a, and I know I, maybe I just have a weird thing with these that I like them. Cause I think I mentioned on another episode, um, I love free records. Sure. Uh, they, there was a box of, uh, of Fruit Loops that I had when I was a kid that came with a little cardboard record and you would put it on your record player and it was Toucan Sam singing a follow your nose song along with like radio comedy. Uh, or just like, you know, a little audio story from Toucan Sam. I mean, it, it wasn't like a classic radio. It wasn't Toucan Sam doing Dragnet. But, um. Just the facts. <laughs> I don't even know if that's what he sounds like. The names and faces have been changed to protect the innocent. <laughs> By the way, I don't know why they need to change the faces on radio. Anyway. Um. <laughs> What is happening to our show? Is there any fork food that you cannot eat with your hands or you just would not? I mean, I said before you could, but salad seems, you know, a little odd to eat with your hands. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I will say when I have salad, I have a, I have a little Doctor Who spork where the handle is a, is a sonic screwdriver. And I love it because it's a sport, not necessarily the Doctor Who part, because anything that can get food into my mouth, I'm all for it. And does your does your utensil drawer just look like a toy chest? <laughs> I'll never tell. But I'll just go over to your house and look. Yeah, you can just come look. Um right. but I eat salad with it because it combines I can spear the lettuce. Because I can mm-hmm. you can't spoon lettuce out of stuff. And, and yeah, you don't want to eat it with your hands. All right. We're just mm-hmm. saying you have a utensil, whatever it is. Obviously, no, certain foods fit certain things better. But the good thing is the fork part of, of the spork lets me spear the tomatoes. I have never been able to spear food with a spork. The tines are too short. Yeah. Oh, you have to like really go for it. You essentially are cutting it in half. Yeah. All I can – the only benefit to the jagged edge of a spork that I see is to – it functions as a fork does when cutting a steak. Like you can hold down a piece of meat with that. Right. But the, the tines are not anywhere near. Lo- oh, but we're not talking about the spork. We promised ourselves we wouldn't do that, Hal. I know. I know. But we're. I'm just showing a time where the spoon is not optimal. 
Sure. And it lets oh, me- there are many of time. There are many times that a fork comes in handy. It's significantly more efficient. If I sit down at an Asian restaurant and I have a pair of chopsticks and I have a fork, I will eat with the chopsticks for a while, and then eventually I'll be like, I'm just going to shovel this in with the fork. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I can't eat because even like if you have a bowl of rice and you're eating mm-hmm. it with chopsticks, eventually you just have to put the bowl up to your mouth and scoop it in. Right. Uh, can I, can I tell you my weird thing with chopsticks that's going to make me sound like a crazy person? I can't wait. Are you kidding? Uh, I, I often will get the, you know, you, you get the takeout chopsticks where you have to break them in half. Sure. And there are two different versions of that. Uh, the one, the good version is it's two separate chopsticks and they're only connected on the bottom where there's like a little part that is squared off. The rest of it is round and you just have to break that part in half. Those uh-huh. chopsticks I'm fine with. The ones that make me angry are it's just a block of wood with the slightest hint of a divot down the middle. Right. That is supposed to break these chopsticks in half. Now, you know my uh my desire for things to be correct and perfectly symmetrical and as God intended and like the picture. Yes. I will go through as many pairs of chopsticks as it takes. <laughs> Until they match. If I get takeout chopsticks uh, and I break them apart and I get that thing on the bottom where, like, one of them is real thick and one of them is just a stick now. Okay. I'll eat with a fork. <laughs> if I'm at the restaurant, I will ask for another set of chopsticks. Amazing. Yeah. I have a problem, Hal. <laughs> just go to uh, P.F. Chang's where they have... What I guess they cl- – do they clean their chopsticks? Can does anybody, Oh, like the big, if, thick plastic ones? Yeah. If somebody out there works at P.F. Chang's, can you confirm whether they do or do not wash their chopsticks and bring them back out? Because that – My sister-in-law worked at P.F. Chang's for years. I will find out this information. Because I'm really like, how are you washing those? It's the same way you wash any utensil. It's actually probably easier. It's just a stick-shaped thing. But I mean, it's plastic. Right? If you put it, if you put it in that high-powered dishwasher, it's gonna melt, right? That's a good point, man. I never oh. thought of it. But maybe they dip it in barbicide before they bring it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just got that blue gel. Yeah, that's that's the ultimate cleaner. I'm not huge on those uh, reusable big plastic chopsticks either, but. Only because my ex-girlfriend used to take a pair of them and when she would put her hair up, she would like cross them in her hair. (laughs) And I know I saw the ones from our kitchen utensil drawer in her hair. (laughs) I'm like, come on, man. Let's let's not mix personal grooming and eating. (laughs) Yeah, that I agree with you a hundred percent on. And and since you. Oh, what? Oh, what? Oh, what? real quick. Go I know ahead. we have to take a commercial break. We Something do. happened the other day that I thought you – it would make you so angry and it made me laugh when it happened. Oh, boy. Here we go. I went to I went to go see the movie Don't Think Twice, which is a wonderful movie about improvisation. And uh, I was in the theater before the movie and we had gathered up all of our popcorn and drinks and stuff. And I went – I set them outside because I'm not going to take popcorn and a drink into the bathroom. Right. I go into the bathroom and I'm standing at the urinal and a guy comes in with his popcorn and just 
balances it on top of the urinal while he pees. Oh, oh. And then takes it out the door with him. And the only thing I thought that whole time was, oh, this would murder Hal. Oh, that's so gross. You know what that's going to murder is that guy who eats the popcorn. (laughs) Why doesn't he just (laughs) urinate right in the bucket and then shovel it into his mouth? (laughs) Hey, you're in a sterile. Why doesn't he have every single stranger at that movie theater urinate into his popcorn and then put that in his mouth? Wow. Let's not get that mad at this guy, Hal. I just thought it was an anecdote. I'm just disappointed. Anyway, <laughs> the only thing that's going to cheer me up right now is hearing from some of our friends at Maximum Fun. So let's let's hear some commercials, shall we? I'm Allegra Ringo. And I'm Renee Colbert. And we host a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog? Renee, can I tell you about a dog I met this week? Uh, I wish that you would. In turn, though, can I tell you about a dog hero? May I tell you about a dog breed in a segment I like to call Mutt Minute? <laughs> I would love that. Could we maybe talk about some dog tech? Could we have some cool guests on, like Lin-Manuel Miranda, Nicole Byer, and Ann Wheaton? I mean... Yeah, absolutely. I'm in. You're on board. What do you say we uh, we do all of this and put it into a podcast? Yeah, okay. You think? All right. Uh, should we call it like I don't know? Can I pet your dog? Sure. All right. Uh, what do you What do you say we put it on every Tuesday on Maximum Fun or on iTunes? Sounds the- good to me. <laughs> Meeting's over. Attention, Europe. This fall, Maximum Fun is bringing a bunch of your favorite podcasters to London. Catch Judge John Hodgman, International Waters, and Bullseye all recording live episodes at the London Podcast Festival. We'll have fan meetups and we'll be joined on stage by a glittering array of celebrity guests. The London Podcast Festival runs September 22nd through 26th, and you can buy your tickets right now. Just go to MaximumFun.org. I feel better now. You feel better? Good. Yeah. Did you have a bowl of cereal with your two-part spoon? Yeah, I did. Did you ever get that two-part spoon to work? No, I didn't. I threw oh, it out. Sorry. I threw oh, it out and buddy. it, it disappointed. I wasn't even mad. I was just like, oh, I felt like Eeyore. I'm like, well, there's another spoon that doesn't work. <laughs> uh, I wound up at one point in my possession, I had a color-changing plastic spoon. Have you ever seen these? No, like hypercolor? It was like a hypercolor spoon. It was an orange spoon, but when you would dip it into cereal, the cold milk would turn the uh would turn the shovel part of the spoon blue. I have no idea how this came into my possession. I may have in a blackout drunken stupor just stolen it off a toddler. But uh <laughs> it was one of those it was one of those things that I always saw in the drawer. That was the only like uh, comedic, uh, fun thing in my utensil drawer. I think there may be more fun. What's the most fun thing in your utensil drawer? I think it's that spork. I mean, fun for that me. Spork. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I <laughs> uh, we have, this is, boy, this is the other side of me. First the child side. Then it's, uh, we have these pure silicone spatulas, like they're mm-hmm. solid silicone and they're a joy oh, to the clean and great to, to cook with. And that's the most fun thing I have in my drawers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like that. And for you, it's that spoon. Do you still have it? Uh, no, my, I lost that one in the fire. Um, I still, I do have, uh, I'm trying to think of like the weirdest utensil that I have. I, I do have those little corn cob fork things that you put in the end of corn oh, that are yeah. shaped like little corn. Yeah. Those are great. 
Yeah, those are fun. I have one of those apple slicers that's like a big, supposedly universal slide this over an apple and it will slice it and core it. Mm -hmm. And it takes infinitely longer than just using a knife. Oh, yeah. And the coring part is like not even an inch wide. Like the the diameter is not even an inch. So yeah, it's, it's garbage. I think the only reason it exists is to bulk up the blister pack that the, uh, that the set of utensils comes with. You're like, Ooh, look at that. Here's a little egg slicer with wires. Um, <laughs> all right. Can we rule on this? Yep. People of the world, it's spoons. <laughs> Asked and answered. Asked and answered. Oh, man. I feel bad. Did we not give forks their due? I will say forks can be more beautiful than spoons. Can they? Um, I think so. And I scout. I don't know. People spoon? buy decorative, people buy decorative spoons, though. They don't buy decorative forks. Nope. Still a mark against the fork. You can bend down the two middle tines and make it look like a rock and roll hand. <laughs> That's true. That you can get better, but then you can turn a spoon. All right. Here's my real people of the world, okay? I'll give it another one. Okay. People of the world. When I was a young child, I was not (laughs) allowed to have toy guns. My mother would not let me have them. True story. Until I was like seven or eight. That's reasonable. Yeah, it's reasonable. When I was younger than that, I would be at my grandmother's apartment, and she had a magnet on her fridge that was just a rounded circular handle, and it looked like the letter D – and at the, at the flat part of the D was a magnet. So I would take that magnet and I would stick it to a utensil to make a Star Wars <laughs> blaster. I want you to guess what utensil I used to make that blaster. Think it was a dumb old fork? No. You only fire one blast out of a blaster at a time. Single laser. It was a spoon. The spoon is what brings us delicious ice cream and cereal and chili. And it makes more sense to cut stuff up with a spoon sometimes than it does a fork. And I hear you're like, oh, I'm having a steak. I, I got a stick of fork and a steak. Fine. If you don't want to be really cool and eat everything with your hands like a, like a cave person, go ahead. Use your fork. Do you want a baby bonnet to wear too? Because that's what you are, your baby. Forking all your food. And putting it in, you go, I can't figure out how my fingers get food to my mouth. Use a spoon, use your hands, doesn't matter, but no more forks. Hashtag no more forks. I'm starting a movement, except for me, I need them because I like to keep my hands clean when I eat. <laughs> it's very important to me. So there you have it, guys. The fork and the spoon are both very important parts of the dinner table. But only uh, one of them can be the best. And it's the spoon. Quote, the tick. That was, uh, that was maybe my favorite people of the world that you've ever done on this show. Well, I, sometimes it's just for you. Yeah. Asked thanks, man. And answered. You and are answered. Yes. I stole a little bit of that at the end. I wanted to play too. Well, you're, you're always. You can't have all the catchphrases. I can't. You're right. Platanos? Um, <laughs> that is not a catchphrase. It will be when we're done. Uh, uh, that topic is 
covered and solved and closed. But there are many more topics for us to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets or reach out to us on the Maximum Fun subreddit. There is a flame war happening right now. Or find us on Facebook.com forward slash We Got This Podcast or email us at We Got This Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks, as always, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, for our score and award-winning song, respectively. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And, of course, thank you, as always, to you, our listeners. <laughs> I cannot believe you just spent, uh, like, 35 minutes listening to Hal and I talk about spoons and forks. And we love you for it. And we thank you for it. Uh, and we promise... We will have something at least slightly more substantial to talk about in the future, but maybe not. Uh, that's how I end all my promises. <laughs> that's right. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And for Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And don't worry, everyone. We got this. We got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.